You're listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Zegert van der Linden. This is part eight of our nine-part series on the Cloud Adoption Framework, and today is a direct follow-up to our last episode. Because even though all episodes in this series are obviously connected, management of your cloud infrastructure is completely intertwined with your governance structure. Jurjen Outenboogaard and Alex Malas of Insight will explain why, and yes, once again, we start at the beginning, how do you start to manage? Well, you have your work, uh, workload in the cloud and it is up and running, but there are cer- certain aspects you would want to look into. Take the example of your people working Monday to Friday. Generally speaking, people work 8 to 10 hours a day, Monday to Friday. Rarely some work out of hours or during the weekends or bank holidays. So then in an on-premises environment, you would just keep those virtual machines up and running all the time because you don't worry about the costs you have already paid for them. But in the cloud, that matters. So in order to optimize your environment, you need to ensure that you are shutting down your environment whenever it is not being used, yeah, so, if, if applicable, of course. Yeah, so, so for example, Monday, 6 o'clock, everyone's left the office or everyone's shut down their laptops at home and you can shut off your virtual machines maybe leave one or two running for uh, the the incidental out of office work uh, out of work hours workers um that's part of your management structure exactly you need to to manage the environment so that it is also running optimally and it is saving you costs. Mm. But then it's it's a perfect example of what you have mentioned. Then you have those workloads which are always up and running. You keep them for work, people working out of hours or the applications are dependent on, on a 24 by 7 run up uptime. Yeah. Um, then for those workloads, you wouldn't want to pay for them in a pay-as-you-go manner, but you would want to, again, optimize that with, with putting some reserve capacity in in place but then when it comes to the management we talk about patching and upgrading or updating your images mm-hmm. the images of those virtual machines so how do you do that and you have multiple ways of doing it you can do it manually in the traditional way you can use the azure platform to use azure update management that's a pass service that helps you do that in an automated manner and you can use also, um, the endpoint management, which is a combination of SCCM and Intune. We're not going to go deep into the technicalities <laughs> of it, but it is another way uh, of managing it. And these are, again, Microsoft solutions. But then, of course, you have third-party solutions, which you can use to have to, to manage your environment. Yeah. And, but let's, let's go further from here. Say that you are a service provider, so you manage this for your customers... But then how do you do it if you have multiple customers? Well, for if you have multiple customers, uh, which have all their own dedicated tenant, then for a service provider, and we're talking about our customers, the majority of them are managed service providers, they want to have dashboarding and management capabilities from a single point of view, from a single pane of glass, we always say. And they want to control and manage multiple tenants or cross-tenant, we call that for older of their customers. And that's that's possible as well through the Azure platform. So it's a service that's called Azure Lighthouse. And 
what's a good anomaly of course because the lighthouse you can oversee things and you can secure uh, environments or you make sure that people can see it and are secure so that's built in within the platform for free so if you are a managed service provider and you have multiple customers where you manage resources on behalf of uh, yeah, you can definitely use as your uh, as your lighthouse for that. Uh, Alex, when I was listening to you, I thought uh, there's a, I thought management was, uh, it's not easy, but it's. Uh, I, I noticed there are still a lot of uh, things you need to think about, a lot of choices you need to make uh, when you start managing your uh, cloud infrastructure. That's something uh, inside or inside service providers can help you with, obviously. Um, but what 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 do you need to think ab- about when you want to when you need to make those decisions? Well, it's the entire environment, after all, right? Is that the compute capacity you are running in your environment? How does your storage look like? How do your identities look like? How does your networking look like? And then adding on top of it, how do you do you manage and, and patch those uh, operating systems? In, in my perspective, management is combined with optimization. So how do your costs look like? Who is doing that? Are your people uh, trained to do it? Can you take the lift and shift scenario where you now have your workloads running in the cloud, but can you optimize that to put it into a pass solution? So it's a lot of considerations. To, <laughs> to yeah, so about. you can see it's it's very it's very tight connected to to the governance because the governance that's pretty much the framework you build around your assets in order to get con- to keep on control of those five uh, mentioned pillars, and the management is well, actually the the practical. Uh, yeah, do you say that the practical activity you do to uh, well to make sure that you're you know you're reaching your governance? It's, you it's, have, the, ex- have co- it's the execution governance. of your governance the execution, structure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. the word I was searching yeah. for. Yeah, and, and it is the the uh, it is the place where you would want to look into the automation part because yes, you can do it manually in the traditional way, but there are a lot of ways to have those done in an automated manner so that's definitely something you'd want to look into so that you don't have to to manually patch and update all the machines individually but to do it in an automated uh, uh, way yeah and cost optimization is always uh, because that's part of the management as well you need to manage your costs it's always seen that it always needs to be more economic than an on-prem solution or an, another comparison i think cost optimization it's in the word it's it's making sure that you get the most out of your resources you're running uh, against as low as possible cost so it's not a synonym for for cheap but manage it and you can do that by well you already mentioned the word reserved capacity where you pay up front for some capacity so then it's 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 a bit cheaper than uh, than paying uh, as you go but there's also an option to look into platform services instead of infrastructure because then there are non-seen costs like the management you have to do otherwise you have to patch it yourself and then it's it's just infrastructure that's running underneath and you only pay for the the functionality that that's running on top of it so yeah management governance it's it's super important yeah yeah in this scenario we are referring to the cloud only but what do you do if you have a hybrid environment you need to know how to to manage both environments and to ensure they are communicating with each other in a proper manner they're all up to date and and from a security perspective everything looks good so it's a lot of things uh, that that there are a lot of things involved in this process as well yeah 
and the platform makes it easy for you. The automated patching, uh, the update manager, uh, there are all kind of features, uh, service health alerts, budget alerts, are all kind of alerts you can, you can switch on, but you have to switch them off. How do you monitor your environment? That's a big one. Hmm? And then you have Azure Monitor, which runs natively as well. Yeah. And you can configure uh, to, to take a look at, at your environment and to ensure that you receive alerts, for example, whenever something goes bad. Or which is really important because when we were talking, I was thinking, okay, management is it's really important because if you don't manage or you don't manage correctly, a lot of things can go wrong. This is the part where I think companies can screw up big time. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and and that that's why Microsoft built in those alerts. For for example, you Definitely. talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and for when you look at the the CM and SOAR uh, scenarios, you can uh, leverage Azure Sentinel, which is a, a native solution that can help you with all uh, with all this. Because in the end, one of the five pillars again, it's also reliability. What if you if your workloads are super critical because they're, you know, it's just a, a fairy tale that there's no downtime in Azure. It doesn't happen every day, but in the end, it's technology. Things can go wrong also at Microsoft's side. So what do you do if you have super important workloads that cannot be offline because it's it's vital for the existence of your of your company? Then you can look into you know, make it more resilient and, and make sure that if a data center or a region goes down, for what kind of reason, that it will continue running in a different zone, that all those kind of things you need to overthink, but also you need to manage that. It's also, it's a bit of crisis management, almost, like you describe it, but then thinking ahead and avoiding the crisis, yeah, in certain avoiding crisis management. In, in certain circumstances, and we have seen that uh, during the, the start of the pandemic in, uh, in Europe as well, uh, a lot of companies, they, I, I won't say they were in panic, but they had to, you know, they were in crisis management. They had to change from offices to, to uh, home, working from home, from, yeah. from working from home. And uh, th some of the platforms were out of capacity. Some of the vendors couldn't deliver hardware. So yeah, that's, that's crisis management. I think if you, it's a good thing. And there we have that evaluation. Uh, you know, how, how did it went? I think for Insight, that went pretty well. I think we have seen more examples where that went pretty well, where mm -hmm. they made the switch uh, just in a couple of days without downtime, without severe in, uh, interference of, uh, of their companies. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good to overthink, okay, what went well, what went wrong. So the mitigation of, of potential risks and problems, it's good to overthink it upfront. You've been listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zegert van der Linde. Special thanks to Insight's Alex Malos and Jurjen Uitenbogaert. Want to know more about Insight and their services? Check insight.com. Next time, it's the final episode of this series. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>